0: Is up? Welcome to episode 145. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Hashdash. Currently, consumers leverage multiple online resources to research find, and purchase cannabis products. Hashdash has created a single source for education, products, brands, dispensaries, and takes it one step further by pairing users with products that match their profile and needs through their unique matching algorithm. The smartest way to search and match with cannabis products. Sign up for their free beta release at Hashdash.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter at Hashdash and on Instagram at Hashdash.com. Can each of you do me a small favor? Please click subscribe in iTunes and click follow on Spotify. When you do that, it means this podcast will go higher in the charts, which means more people can see this, which means more people are likely to listen and hear these episodes and hopefully apply these lessons to their life. We have a very special guest today, Damari Gold. She helps business owners achieve their long-term growth goals using accounting and financials to hone in on the real gold of a business. She holds a master's degree in accounting and finance and a bachelor's in organizational management. She is also the owner and founder of the Gold Standard Accounting and Tax. Her passion is to help entrepreneurs learn the foundation of money, both personal and business, so that they can go from insecure to confident business owners. In this episode, we discuss a money mindset, the American dream, and becoming financially free. I hope you all enjoy our conversation. Damari, welcome to the uh, podcast. I appreciate you joining us today. For having me. So I noticed part of your mission is to help others be confident money women. What what does that mean at the core of things?
1: At the core, honestly, what it means to me to be a confident money woman is how to be a confident decision maker when it comes to your finances. And on top of that is how to create the life that you love, that you want to live, no matter how much money you make. Because I believe that Oftentimes we hear that the only way we will succeed in life or the only way that we can create freedom, create security, create confidence is if we make a certain amount, whether that be six figures, whether you have a certain amount in your mind. And it could be from the time of maybe something your parents taught you or something you see online, or there's things that we hold on to. And we're thinking the only way I'm going to be able to create this for myself Is if I have this much money, or if I have this much money saved, or if I have this much paid off, if I don't have any debt, only if I have an asset, and that has nothing to do with it. creating confidence for yourself and being a confident money woman has everything to do with the daily choices that we make Mm -hmm. that are getting us closer to what we really want in this life. And that is where we create the confidence because the move, the more you move the needle closer to what you want and how you want to live your life, the better you're going to have a better time in your life and also feel more confident about the decisions you're making and how you're moving closer and how you're using your money. So all of those things play a factor, but that's what I want. I want women to understand that they can create all of these things because at the core of everyone's value is to have security, to have freedom, to have confidence when it comes to our
0: finances—that's mm, spot on. That's spot on. I, I it, this happens so just beyond finance too, right? This there are so many things that I think, um, whether it be your upbringing, uh, your community, the people that are surrounding you, that we are almost paralyzed to make decisions because we are so afraid of the repercussions of that decision, even though that decision could build or create something absolutely remarkable for our life. And I feel that finance is one of those things that really paralyzes a lot of people. And you hit the nail right on the head. It's always, I shouldn't say always, but a lot of people have this idea that, oh, I've got to be making those six figures that you're talking about in order to do this thing. And I'm also, I'm I'm really curious because I find this with mindset or just people uh, perspective or taking action on their dreams, right? Is that subconsciously, even though that's the statement that people make in their head, it is a protective like force field to protect themselves from any of the potential danger, right? Our kind of animalistic instinct that we've just still evolved with, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that plays into that kind of same realm with finances too as well? Like, well, once I do this, then I can do this. Or once I can afford this, then I can do this. Do you think that's the same thing?
1: Yes, 100%. Because I will tell, I will ask you and your listeners to think, have you made more money now than you ever have before? Hmm. And do you feel any more or any closer to feeling confident or to feeling like you have your shiz in order or to feeling like somehow now financially you have freedom? Hmm. So if you ask yourself that question as adults, when we get older, and if you have 20 something year olds listening to this, it doesn't change. Your habits don't change because you make more money.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Your habits remain the same. The thing is that nothing is going to, your habits go with you no Mm -hmm. matter how much money you make. So you can literally be a millionaire. This is why you hear of people that win the lottery that go broke. Why? Because their habits go with them. Mm -hmm. So your habits are going to be carrying with you no matter how much money you make. And if you don't learn how to Help yourself, especially when it comes to mindset. I give people three components that I believe help us get closer to what we want in life. And that is knowing what your desired outcome is, knowing what you really want out of this life, and then consistency. Because, like you said, oftentimes we have what we want here, and then our actions are way on the other side of that, and we're not in line with getting closer to what we want. And so our daily consistency moves us further away from what we actually want Mm -hmm. and what we want to create. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, and I'm sure your listeners can relate, is that people will say, I hate my job, but I make great money. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And yet you're willing to continue to compromise yourself and put yourself in that same hate your job position, miserable time, because you don't want to change your lifestyle. You don't want to change habits in your life. To be able to move on from this situation, right? How is that happiness? How is that freedom? How is that security if you hate your job?
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: you're not creating that life that you want. You're really just digging more into the hole of unhappiness.
0: Yep. This is spot on. This is this is stuff that we talk about a lot on the podcast. And there, was, there are these masks. I, I mean, m- 99.99% of human beings are not comfortable with change. Yes, we all understand that. But there's this thing that I say, It's um, and I didn't make it up, but it's called the system called EOS. It's Entrepreneurial Operating System. There's a really good book uh, called Traction. And you can... Um, you know, kind of work this system into any business. It's remarkable. But there's one piece in this book, and it's called IDSing things, identifying, discussing, and solving. We have and and this doesn't just stand for business too. It can it works really well in your personal life, but many people struggle with truly identifying at the core what is at the crux of the thing that's blocking them, right? That oh, data yeah. in their way. Mm-hmm. And there's this idea, especially with all the just social media, and I don't think it's a bad thing at all, but there's so many things that we're constantly bombarded with, right? Whether it be seeing someone living this lavish lifestyle or whatever it may be, but it's easy to front and and put a picture online and, and do all of that stuff. And there's this subconscious like trigger that, oh, once I get that, then I will be happy. And it's like, no, that's not really at the core of what's interrupting or blocking you from true happiness. And and these things, I, I can't remember who said the quote, but uh, I think it was if to get really good, In life, you need to get really fucking good at the basics. And these are really the basics and identifying, and I don't mean that in a negative way, like if you can't identify that you're less of a person or anything, absolutely not. But we are so quick to make assumptions that a thing or or this place will make right, will put us in a better position. And it's like the grass really isn't always greener on the other side of the lawn. If you just spent more time watering your lawn you'd be in a much happier position. And I find this to be true a lot.
1: You know, to add to the watering your lawn situation, it is, have you ever tried to grow a lawn?
0: Unfortunately, (laughs) yes.
1: (laughs) More than watering, it takes seeding. It doesn't, you don't just sit there and wait for the one little sprout to come up. It takes process and Mm -hmm. time and time again, consistency and time and time again. So identifying is definitely something that will help you realize maybe if you can identify what it is that I want out of this life Hmm. and then do do my actions match what I want out of this life Hmm. and if your actions don't match then this is where you can start making those shifts you can start making those changes because something that um I know we had talked before you started recording was about mental health and finances and money is such a big stressor on people. And we romanticize what we're going to be missing if we don't spend the money doing this, or if we don't, does that make sense? Because we almost, we're, we're, we're feeling like it's going to be so painful for us to be on a budget, to stop eating out or to do whatever. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be that, but, but we romanticize this idea that we're thinking I'm going to suffer so much as opposed to thinking I'm creating the life that I want to live. I am creating freedom for myself because right now I feel like shit because I'm stressed out because I have all of these bills and I continue to spend, you know, oftentimes what happens is that people don't pay attention to how they spend day in and day out. And what I teach is not so much that you have to be on a specific budget or the only way you're going to experience freedom is if you pay off debt. Dude, I owe $110,000 of student loans. I don't care. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. that's not, that's not holding me back from anything, it didn't hold me back from starting my business. It didn't hold me back from opening my office in Huntington beach. It didn't hold me back from traveling. It doesn't hold me back from anything that I, I want to do in this life. I don't own a home. And that still doesn't define anything about me. I don't care if, if you own a home and that was your goal and that's your dream, then great. But if your home is sucking the life out of you, if you are feeling like, how am I going to make this payment? Then is that freedom? Is that is that good for you? Is that stress? What you're creating for yourself? Is that the life that you really want to live? And and like you said, identifying. So really getting clear with Yourself, like, what do I really want? Because oftentimes, I don't know, like, depending on how you grew up, right? But for me, I'm a first generation American. And what is the American dream?
0: Oh, go to school, buy a house, severe debt, like the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah, you're preaching to me. I'm on the same page with you on this one. Yep.
1: Okay. So that's what our parents, right? That's how they were brought up, that's what we're taught. And oftentimes it goes along with generations and generations that we were taught that the American dream is to buy a house, right? Well, I'm in California. We have the highest, highest amount exactly of the housing market is crazy here. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay. So if, if I stick to what the American dream or what I'm supposed to be doing or what I was told or all these things. Now, would I be able to feel that, how comfortable I feel right now? No, probably not. Trust me, the thought of getting myself into a $500,000 house makes me me nervous. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm going to heal my relationship with that. And at some point when I feel in comfort to say, you know what, I have a good down payment. I know I'm going to be in a good situation as far as my monthly payments. I want to pay off my mortgage in 15 years. I don't want to be in a 30-year mortgage. So, you know, these are the things that I'm creating for myself, but I'm not in a hurry. I'm taking it day by day and creating my actions towards what I want because I'm also a very picky person. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to live by the beach. So that's another thing, you know, I'm realizing that, The more patience I have with myself, as far as the goals that I want to attain, because most of us have a hard time with delayed gratification. And this is when we go and spend and do, right? We don't think about the $20 we drop here, the $20 we drop there. But all of that adds up every single day, day in and day out. And and it's not getting us closer to what we really desire or our dream, not the American dream, not what your parents told you not what friends or family or anybody else around you. It's what is your dream? What is your desire? And are you living your life in accordance with that?
0: Mm, I love this. You you hit on some juicy stuff and yours underlined in that goddamn sentence, italicized, bolded and and red or yellow, something bright. But yeah. And it's, it's very interesting because there's in this, it's so funny. It, there's there's an irony here and very much parallel. But when you don't get to your what I want and do my actions meet it, there's this idea that this is what I want. We're all such unique beings, right? Like yes. we are so different from one another. Yes. And that's a really, really good thing. But mm-hmm. to expect that someone else's shoes are going to fit comfortably for you to walk the next 20 miles of your life is outrageous. It's just not the case. And I love, love that you hit on this like American dream thing, because this is I've gotten to a ton of conversations. I don't think I've covered it specifically on the podcast, but this idea that you need to go to college to be successful, and get in debt, and then you need to go and buy a house and drop, you know, 450000 dollars on a house. Get locked in again with the bank that you already got locked in on your on your uh, your education. It's uh-huh. this, just this. Cycle that we go through and you're so right generations our parents did our grandparents did, and that's been the way and this is where I get really fired up and just amped up about life nowadays because I make this joke like YouTube University there mm-hmm. are so many people that are doing so many fascinating things and not just like making good money. They're also making good money doing these things, but they're they're going out there and they're pushing out content. They're content creators or they started their own business and they're remote, right? One of my companies, we operate three of the employees are over in Portugal and I'm here in the United That's States. Awesome. Like yeah. it's unbelievable the technology and the ability that we have to accomplish things nowadays. And mm-hmm. It's this cycle. And I I see this a lot. This is very fascinating. I did this exercise where I was driving into the office one day and I watched all the cars as they just pivoted kind of within their own lanes, right? Mm -hmm. And it was interesting that the car in front of them, if it veered to the left or right, the car behind them naturally would veer to the left or right with them. So I did kind of this social experiment. I was random getting bored driving to the office one day and I (laughs) swerve a little bit too as well, not anything crazy to see what the cars behind me would do. And it was like a snake everybody followed that same path. And it just got me thinking psychologically about human behavior and how we very much fall in line with what our parents did or what our friends do, because we have this idea that we kind of need to fit in this little kind of lull in life, when in reality, that is sacrificing so much of our happiness and our unique being and who we truly are. And finances just swallow and follow right into that.
1: Exactly, and that's what happens: is that you dig a big enough hole, then it seems as though you can't pursue a passion, you can't pursue something that you love, you somehow uh, won't make enough money if you do the one thing that you love, and and I'm not sure if um, this is uh, if anybody knows, but I'm a tax accountant. I've been doing, I've been in the tax industry for ten years. It is absolutely amazing to me, like you mentioned, how much people, how people are making money right now, these younger generations, how they're making money online, the digital world. And to me, I'm just thinking, you know, a lot of what we're seeing now is younger people, they're experiencing that they don't have to do the traditional, right? Nine to five. Now they're creating other freedoms for themselves. But again, Sometimes when we're not taught the right proper money values, and that this happens a lot at home, right, because maybe our parents didn't know how to teach us or maybe they didn't talk about it, but our experiences come back to our childhood. And if you think back about your first experience with money and really see how your behavior is right now when it comes to money. If your first experience was your parents constantly telling you that there wasn't enough money for that, or you couldn't buy this, are you overcompensating by buying everything that you want?
0: Spot on, right.
1: (laughs) You know, and and so we could correlate a lot of our experiences from a younger time, and maybe even what our parents taught us to what we're doing right now. And that's how you said, like, that wave, that movement, what happens, people move with you, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because without knowing it and, and subconsciously we pick up these on these behaviors on these feelings that maybe our parents taught us or whoever we grew up with about money and then we we, we go with it right so if your closest friends if all they do is complain about being broke then what happens you kind of move with them right so and so this is why they people talk often about like your surroundings who's around you right the mindset who do you have that's supporting, that's encouraging? And it comes the same with finances. A lot of times people don't feel comfortable talking about it. Mm-hmm. They feel like they don't have anybody to talk about. They feel embarrassed about it. And this is why I'm here to say, F that. Don't be embarrassed. Take it. Take it off. I don't care. Like, I, I, I just had an event and I said in the event and somebody told me this, that everybody's life looks different. Like I said, I don't own a home. I owe $110,000 in student loans. I have debt. I'm not like crazy out of debt, but I have money saved. So I don't, but my freedom, my security, my life isn't going to look the same for you, Scott. Your freedom, your security, your confidence is going to be different than somebody else or the people you employ or your friends, right? Everybody's ideals about what they want out of life are going to look different but it's okay. If it looks different, it's okay. If your friends are going left and you're going, right, that's Mm -hmm. fine. (laughs) It doesn't mean that we all have to follow the same line. Right. And that's why it's so important for us to realize that we need to stop hiding or being scared of it. Um, how do you stop doing that is it's a decision. It's a daily decision. It's not something that all of a sudden you wake up and it's all going to change. No, it's day in and day out. It's staying consistent and being determined to be able to see, see it through, see your vision through, see your goals through.
0: And yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more. And I think this is why I talk about vulnerability on the podcast and, you know, accountability and all of these things. And you know what I do in order to, one of my missions, in order to make this more of a conversation with mental health is talk about the times of my life that were really dark, right? My parents getting divorced at a young age, my best friend committing suicide, like all of these things. And I don't shy away from them because I want them to be a conversation. They need to be a conversation. For so many years, we have suppressed these things because they're so taboo and God forbid we talk about them because they're really bad things. And it's like life isn't a bunch of rainbows and unicorns and like glitter falling (laughs) around as much as we want it to be at times. And to be honest, it's really good. It's not like that because when the storm comes through and the rainbow goes away and the sprinkles start falling out of the air, you have no fucking clue how to navigate anything. (laughs) And so it's really good that we have these things in our life as odd as that might sound. And in the moment, it doesn't seem that way but as you get some elevation and time goes on and you you learn from these things and you gain additional experiences it makes a lot more sense but i'm 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 super curious your take on this so i know that your environment your family has a has a big kind of influence on this whether or not talking about finances but there's two things really in the united states we don't talk about one of them is sex and the other thing is finances i'm really curious your thoughts on just our educational system and why this is such a taboo subject like i've i i have engaged with a lot of people over the years and there are not many high schools that are teaching any of the basics at all or any it's all a foreign language so it's no wonder you think with someone's 21 25 30 that this is kind of snowballed because they don't know any better they don't exactly. know right from right they don't know how they should even where to even start
1: yeah like okay what do what does that look like what is the how do i open a checking account how, how do i track to make sure that i paid everything right
0: right it's true right.
1: I believe I personally believe that the education system—the reason why it's not taught—is is somewhat to do a little bit with suppressing. Because, I mean, if we think about it, a lot of maybe the higher education or anyone—if if you grew up to be in a more affluent area or if you grew up in a neighborhood that was wealthy and so on—I think I think those things get taught, right? Like how they say the wealthy get wealthier and mm-hmm. or get poorer and the only reason why I believe that happens is because there is no teaching as to hey this is the proper decisions you need to make when it comes to finances I definitely like for example I'm a first generation American I hated school so I had a very rough time going to school
0: welcome and to then- the club I'm with you on that one <laughs>
1: And then but see, one day when I was finally determined as to what I wanted to do in life, then when I decided, okay, accounting is my thing and that's what I like. well, guess what? I was I was passed up on a lot of jobs because I didn't have a degree. Mm-hmm. And so that really stuck to me and I thought, okay, well, really the only way for me to get an advancement or to be able to get a job or to be able to advance in this world is to have a degree. Well, guess what? There's no scholarships for people like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now because I yeah, maybe Hispanic, but I didn't do good in school. So I didn't have those advantages. So I had to get loans, right? Mm-hmm. And right out of school, I have a disadvantage. I went up all the way up to my master's degree and I had to go to private school because of the fact that I didn't qualify for public or you know, for like the Cal States. And so little by little, if you see that, that's such a oppression to someone like myself because if other people that let's say you grew up for and you're thinking I have to get myself into a hundred thousand dollar debt to go to college then maybe you might not right or maybe you might but then you don't know how to navigate how to pay this off what does the loan terms mean you know how do I do it while I'm going to school and having to work and do all of these things so in part, I believe that the education system, the reason why it's not taught is for that for those purposes. The same thing with taxation. I mean, we're expected to do our tax return, yet we're we are not taught how how to do it, what it means, how taxes work, right? <laughs> Which that, is part of our economic system.
0: That sentence right there, for all of you listening, that should be a holy shit sentence. Like <laughs> that sentence in itself captures all of it. It captures all of it. And this is exactly where I wanted you to go with this. I I could not agree with you more. I think that it's very ironic. The banks own you, right? Day, a majority of people, I should say, day one to last day. And then they still find a way to own you either through your family or whatever it might be, right? So it's very ironic that we have this painting in front of us that's In order to hit success, you need to go to college. And the town I grew up in, that was very much their thing. And I did not fit well with that agenda or conversation. But I'm sure
1: that was difficult for for you to have to say, that's not for me. That's not my calling
0: very much so in my actual high school you were kind of an outcast if that was the case and there was also this societal fit too where 90 percent of people walking around the school are like oh what college did you get into oh I got into UNH I got into Keene I got into Plymouth right that yeah. that wears down on you as a as a younger person mm-hmm. and so you can see again back to that snake analogy kind of wanting to to fall in line with that and then after, hey, success is only found after you go to college. And I'm not saying this is everywhere, but it's a it's a lot of places in the in, in the U.S. here. And then after that, it's that painting of, oh, this perfect America dream, you get a house. So then you go in debt once again to the bank that owns you again. So yeah. <laughs> great, maybe you paid off your student loans before you bought your first house, but guess what? You're now back in our parking lot. And thank yeah. you for paying the toll every <laughs> single day. And I think people are starting- right and and people are starting to become aware of this and I'll give you a good example so the industry that I've been in almost 10 years now the legal cannabis industry and the, out in Massachusetts just south of me they have they released an equity program which is phenomenal for delivery in the state of Massachusetts now why I got so upset at Massachusetts was because they painted this picture that they were trying to help out but yet didn't give any of the tools to the people in their equity program. So they just put on this front that look at, Hey, we're happy about this community, uh, that minorities here and look at we're good people. And it's like, no, you're tone deaf and you completely just ignored and missed the mark on this. And then you expect you're saying, Hey, I want to help out this, Indeed. this demographic of people and you know, damn well that they needed more resources and you didn't do it. And then you sit there and go, Oh, I don't know why the program's failing. And it's like, or people didn't
1: geez. buy into it enough. So we have to close it because there's not enough people and not interest
0: a hundred percent. And then months later they go, well, see, we did try and we did You didn't try. That would be like me walking through the gym doors and being like, well, I lift a weight, but yet I turned right around or I grabbed a a candy from the, yeah, and then and walked out of there. No, that's not how it works. And not to get off on that tangent, but I think a lot of people are starting to open up their eyes to some of these things and how misguided many people have uh, kind of been hypnotized or guided into this era, whatever you want to call it. And they're starting to really see through to this stuff and i'm and i'm really happy about it um I yeah think was i
1: disgusting. i'll give you a quick like quick math so if
0: want to make a podcast spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started.
1: Most of us are not taught to start a retirement account as soon as we start working guys, most of us start working at the age of 18, okay? If you were to put money in a retirement account, something safe, nothing wild, if you were to do something in the stock market or some sort of investment, right? 30 years down the line, 20 years down the line, however many years, right? You're If you're 18, 10 years, 20 years, you're gonna be 38. You'd have almost a million dollars in your retirement account mm-hmm. should you start off. At a young age, right? But what is it that we're taught? Buy a house, get into debt, as opposed to start a retirement account, accrue interest, grow wealth first. Then, when you go to buy a house, or when you're ready to buy a house, or when you're ready to make that investment, guess what? You have a nice nest egg in a retirement account that you could possibly use to purchase that home if you needed to, or just have enough built. There's wealth already built for you, but we're not taught those things. We're not taught start a retirement account, leave your money in there. Don't touch it. Don't take it out. But we're taught, get into debt, buy yourself a house, do all of these things. Like you said, go to college. I see college is if you, if you like it, and that is going to help advance, I see it as a way of learning and sure. having roundedness to you. Mm-hmm. I needed to go to college, but does that mean that everybody needs to No. Sometimes you don't. And if you're, with that, then great, good on you. There's no problem with that, but yes, it's it's too much focus on what we think or society says versus what is it that you personally want
0: for mm-hmm. yourself. Right, right. This is the power of a, a a brand, right? It's it's to your point about just putting in a couple bucks here and there. And people, there's I've seen this where it's a oh my gosh, that's too risky, and it's like, um. How much was that Gucci belt? You know, how much was the um, I, like what what, what what whatever it might be? And I'm just picking on that, brand. It, it could be. I anything, know,
1: I know. But, I talk about that one all the time, though, because it's like, oh, you you you'll make an effort to get that Gucci belt, won't you?
0: Right, right. But it's too risky to to create account with Fundrise or start dabbling in the stock market. Like all of these things, and it's like when you say it out loud, it's the same thing that it's it's that aha moment kind of back to what you were saying with doing your taxes. oh, yes. we're we're expected to do these things, but we're never taught how to fill them out or how to actually do them or what these things mean. And it's the same thing. it's it's these little triggers and these impulses that, yeah, but if I get that thing and this goes back to the delayed gratification. I actually did an episode on that. love this subject, but this idea that well, it'll make me feel good short term. Because I fit in or other people will think I'm doing well. Well, what happens when you're 80 years old? And that's not the case anymore. I'm sure you're not going to throw in a pair of Yeezys in the retirement home. Maybe it will. Who knows? But... I just there's this idea that, well, I want to please the the neighbors or the people yeah. that I don't even know that I drive by now and sacrifice all of this happiness when you actually close your door and things go quiet at night or you sit down with your loved one or your family or whatever it might be. And these are the types of things that as a society and just as people, we need to talk more about to your point earlier about talking about finances, there's nothing wrong with talking about your finances or being in debt or not having money or not having a high paying job and all of these other things. The Mm -hmm. only way that you start to move forward is taking accountability and being honest with yourself. Because if you can be honest with yourself, you can be honest with other people. You can start making changes in your idea of what I want and what I'm doing to get what I want are now parallel. The Delta for most people is light years away. This is is what i want but this is what i'm doing exactly and, and they it,
1: stay in that in between it, correct. it's that lingo we don't get in line with ourselves and and that's exactly what it is is that we're we're what we're doing what we want it's not in line with really what 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 is calling us right right, right. you have said something right now and i completely spaced it there was something that i wanted to touch on that you had mentioned but maybe it'll come back to me
0: (laughs) about the Yeezys or the Gucci belt or um, yeah,
1: because those things are so far away. Yeah. I guess it's the delayed gratification because everything's so far away. We see everything so far away. And and I know that sometimes even with young people, I realize that they're thinking, well, if I die tomorrow kind of thing, (laughs) but what's going to happen, you know, with everything that I've built. And that's why I say that all of these things you can create all of these things for yourself and hit those marks. That's what it is about being embarrassed about talking about where you are financially, mm-hmm. because most people have a hard time or feel embarrassed to say, "I don't own a home. Mm-hmm. I owe one hundred and ten thousand dollars. I I have debt. I." What else? What else do you want to know? You know what I mean? Most people feel embarrassed to say those things. I'm not embarrassed to say those things Mm -hmm. because that's my life. That's my true authentic life. Do I get to buy anything I want? Yeah. But do I? No, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because because I want to save my money. I have a goal. So when I tell people I'm going to live by the beach, I'm going to have a house beachfront. You might think I'm crazy, but that's what's going to happen. And that's what I'm going to work towards. Right now, do I have anything to show show anyone? Yeah, I have my confidence. I have my peace. I have living my life the way I desire it. And heck, if all were to end tomorrow, then good on me. I <laughs> I did what I set out to do. So that's what I think is having those conversations and, and saying, you know what? I don't have that much money saved. I make. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. If you live in an apartment, great. Live in an apartment. And if your goal is to buy a house, then great. Set your sights on what you want to do. Do it day in and day out. But it's that. It's the, like you said, it's like having the conversation and being open about it. Because when you're open and honest with yourself and with others, it can maybe allow you to make the changes that you want to make in order to shift your life and and to shift and make a shift in your life that you really want.
0: Spot on, spot on. You know, it's, it's very ironic. You'll see people, Oh, just bought a house. Congratulations. Like when's the last time someone asked you, are you happy? No, there's actually a TikTok um this, this group. And I think it's literally called, are you happy? And they're making a documentary and they go around and they just ask random people, are you happy? And it like makes the hairs on at least my arms stand up when you hear what people say, what their answers are. And then they'll ask, I think after it, you know, what if you could tell the world one thing, what would that one thing be? And like, it'll definitely bring you to tears. some of the videos, but it's amazing because it's like, you can tell, I don't think there's one video you can tell that these people just through like the way their eyes move, their pupil dilation, just their facial expressions, the way their jaws move, that they've never been asked that question in their life. But I bet a million times over they've been asked, oh, do you have a, do, yeah, oh, do you have a house or a nice house or a nice car and all these yeah. other things? What and do you we, do for
1: a living? What We're... do you
0: do for a living, right? Not are you happy? And I forget who I was having a conversation with the other day. And she was telling me all these things. And I just they were kind of beating off me like water on a plant, like a leaf in the rainforest. And I just turned around. And I was like, are you happy? And she just like kind of paused because she was like, whoa, I don't think anybody's <laughs> yeah. ever asked me that question. And that's such a loaded question. And I'm yeah. such a blunt, upfront person. And she was like, no. And I'm like, then why are you doing all this? Yeah. Like, why? I don't really know. I think it's to please other people. And I'm like, we're
1: conditioned, we're conditioned, Conditioned. you know, I'll, I'll share a story with you that I, so my son asked me the other day, my son is very good academically. And he, if anyone would take over my business, it'd probably be him. He just, he likes numbers. He's always curious. Like, what are you doing? If I'm doing any tax and things like that, he'll ask me questions. And he asked me the other day, mom, what college do you want me to go to? And I said, I said, you can go wherever you want. He said, no, no. What college do you want me to go to? And I said, all I want is for you to be happy. Find what you enjoy, your purpose in this life. And when you do that, help whoever you can help with it. But if you want to go to college, great. I'm happy for you, whatever college you want to go to. But that's not up to me. It's Mm -hmm. up to you. And, and it made me realize even more so how conditioned we are, whether I've conditioned that in him, who knows, or if it's just what he picked up because I went to college because his dad went to college or, you know what I mean? Or because, mm-hmm. so I, am not quite sure where it comes from, but we have to think about those things, those things, it is conditioning. It's it's the way sometimes that we don't realize that we've thought of something or maybe, It's an approval type thing. Like what do our parents want for us, right? Right. Versus what do we want for ourselves? And so it it just opened my eyes to continue to to plant in my son's life that whatever, choose something that you're passionate about. I I read that from um, Deepak, one of his books. He says, I just wanted my children to find their passion and help people with it. And that is my purpose now is that to to teach my kids that find your passion, find your purpose, find something that you enjoy doing, that you're good at and help people with it. And if you do that, you'll be following your destination. You'll be following your life's legend, right? And, And, but it's just so interesting that maybe we don't think about it. Like you said, you asked her that question and sometimes it is a loaded question because why do we feel like we're not happy? Mm-hmm. Why do we feel like certain ways, right? And it, a lot of it is conditioning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And when you're, nor- I love that you did that with your son, by the way. I'm grateful for my parents because they were very much the same way when I was younger. You do what makes you happy or what you want to do. I don't care what you do as long as you wake up every day excited for your feet to hit the floor. And I tell people this all the time. When you have purpose... When you're on a mission in life, things don't seem as difficult or an uphill battle because you have intention, you have a reason for being, it's kind of like if you just drove around aimlessly, the drive is probably going to feel really far but if you're like there's this beautiful beach. And it's going to be a four hour drive, but I have my destination set and I'm super excited. Every mile that that odometer clicks over, you get more and more excited and fired up. And that's that, that long term vision, right? That instant gratification that we're talking about. And when you have that purpose, you see the build, right? So my first home that I actually purchased, I purchased it to flip it. It was a foreclosure. The thing was falling apart. And it took me, I I slowly worked on it for three years. And it was funny because anytime someone would come over to just check it out, they'd be like, this place is kind of a shithole. And I'm like, yep, it is. But you know what? I have a vision for this thing and I know exactly what I want for this. And I'm going to obsess over that vision every goddamn day that I wake up and every night that I go to bed. And guess what? And this was, this was, 4 years ago now at this point just about before the market was as crazy high as it is right now and it didn't even get to market someone saw a coming soon sign and ended up putting it $10,000 over asking price on the on the wow. place and I out really well on it but there were so many other people that didn't see the vision and that's fine I didn't need them to see the vision but I think a lot of us really need to focus on the long term purpose and align. And that's why I say things like your North Star, like truly, what is your North Star that any when when days are tough, when you're crying, when you're in a ball or whatever it is, you still get get back up and you shake off because there's a driver. There's something fueling your destination, your vehicle of being. And when you have that fuel every day. It's endless. You don't need to mind not, for it. It's natural.
1: Let's take it a bit further because I, I find that a lot of times people don't know what their North Star is. People don't know what they're passionate about. People mm-hmm. don't know what their purpose is because mm-hmm. I've had that. I don't know if you've had that in your life. Maybe of course. As you're coming to the conclusion as what is my purpose, right? What is my passion? What is the thing that I want to do? The thing that I'm called to do, right? How, mm-hmm. how can we help people find that? And for me personally, I believe that if you strip away the outside noise, if you strip away, if, if you, if somebody were to ask you today, if money was no object, if, if there was time, space, anything, what would you find yourself doing or where, think of a time in your life where you felt like you were doing something and you were like, This is my jam. Like it made you feel alive. It made you feel within yourself complete. And and in a way where you're like, I love doing this, or I really enjoyed it, or you've just found that brief moment of peace and happiness. If you go back to that place, if you go back to that space and you realize maybe what you were doing, or the type of action you were doing, or the type of thing that you were doing, if you continue to discover and remove the layers of every single time you felt that way, you can become closer to knowing and recognizing what is your true north, what is your passion, what is your purpose. Because sometimes I believe that people kind of go in circles, don't really know, right? And they get yep. confused and then they feel frustrated. And depression, I mean, I know we talked about it a little bit. I suffered from depression for many years. And how did I get myself out of these situations where? Well, aside from listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza, I don't know if you have you heard of Rewired?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: That honestly was a light bulb for me. Our bodies are conditioned. Mm -hmm. They're used to the chemicals that stress, anxiety, cause our lives, right? So if the things that you're doing financially are causing you to feel this way, if you feel, if you buy the Gucci belt and all of a sudden you feel this sense of remorse, right? Or the sense of like, I have so much debt and I'm over here buying these things, mm-hmm. right? Is, is removing these things from our lives little by little. When did you find a time in your life that you felt good about what you were doing, what you were buying, what you were spending your time and money on? When did you find that?
0: Mm-hmm. I I think for, for me, where it really clicked was in high school was, we talked about that school was definitely not my thing. And I was quite honestly a shithead in high school, but mm-hmm. I remember, and this was actually before high school, I think it was in fourth grade, maybe there was a brand new student that came to our school and nobody was sitting with him. And a few kids had walked up to him and started shoving him and calling him names, bigger guy. And just making fun of them. And I went up and I got right in their face. I remember it. And I felt so alive in that moment. I didn't really understand why when I was younger. And that gentleman has actually kept in touch with me over all of these years, which is just, it's very interesting how you can make an impact on someone's life. And it was in that moment Then I think, and I again did not recognize it being that young that I truly wanted to help people where I just can't even help myself. I was just down in Boston and the Uber driver was like, Oh, it's really nice that traffic's coming back to Boston. It's just nice to see people. And I said, Yeah, did you tough during COVID? And he started just going off that I was actually really depressed. And I just found myself in that moment having to like make sure are you okay? Like, are you doing all right, right now? And he's like, I feel a lot better. And it's so nice seeing people. And I just love having you here. And, and you could see just how, like, how, how much like light was in him. And it's in those moments that literally I get goosebumps when I get to talk to people and, and, and check in with them and make sure that they're that they're doing okay, that they're truly happy, that they're focusing on their passion. I have this thing that you can build your mountain while helping other people build their mountain. Yes. It's, it's not rocket science. It's not difficult to just be a kind human being and take the extra second out of your day to ask these things or spend a, an extra minute with someone to make sure that they're they're okay. Our our world, our planet would be in such a different place if that was the case.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is because every every time if we think of it everywhere we go We can either leave something good for the person or anytime we have contact with another human, we could either leave them with something good or take something good or leave them with something bad, you know, and what imprint, what print are you leaving in people that is either helping them because we don't know what people are going through, you know, sometimes a lot of people, I don't know if you've noticed, like, it seems like people are in a bad mood or (laughs) <laughs> like the service.
0: Well, I live in out in New place. England, so that's just natural. People oh, are just rougher <laughs> <laughs> around
1: the yeah. Like sometimes I feel like I notice that, and and I I like to again be graceful because I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what they feel. Maybe they hate their job. Who knows? Like, but I I for us as people, we have to see that every interaction we have, it is a print. We're leaving behind something. And what you're leaving behind to that other person can honestly make their day or, you know, or do something else for them. So it's giving those gifts that it doesn't have to be a physical thing. Sometimes it could be a kind word. Sometimes, you know, a mom could be struggling and you could just say something nice that they look nice or you like their dress or have a wonderful day or a smile, right? Right. So all of these things that we do can impact other people's lives that we really don't realize. And, and when we're being a-holes, then that that too projects onto other people, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it is about like finances as well. Like I think about that, like how you were saying, like you want to make sure that they're okay. For me, it is like the money piece. I, I see it so often. I see people feel unhappy about what they're doing. And then I hear a lot about um right being, you know, people should be millionaires or we should all, you know, everyone should have a lot of money or we should all make a lot of money. It's great to have money, but not everyone's vision is that Mm -hmm. it, not everyone's desire is to be a millionaire. You know, sometimes people just want to be happy with what they have. And like you said, are you happy? And most often I would say probably a large percentage of people wouldn't, like you said, their body language and they you know, oh, yeah. maybe shift a little and and you can tell that they're not.
0: Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. A thousand percent. And back to your point about just leaving an imprint on, on people. I have this thing that I say that the currency of the world of the world is value. What value can you add to someone's life? And if that's always the intention when interacting with someone, like what, what can I do to this person? And it's very selfless. It's actually also a selfish act in a way that you also get a ton out of that. You feel really good. You've impacted someone's life. And those things, the system always pays back. Talk about system. That's one system that's not broken that will always pan out in your favor. Oh if you're yeah. out there putting your best foot forward, being a kind person, and understand that you lack contacts. And I mean, it could be as simple as someone cutting you off. Okay, you don't know. Maybe they're driving to the hospital because their wife's pregnant, just went into labor, Right. Maybe they're driving to, I mean, wherever, because they just got fired and they just lost everything or they thought that they lost everything, right? Or maybe they're from California. Or maybe they're from, or or Massachusetts. We have crazy drivers, but yeah, we just lack context. And I think that's why it's so important to just go out there and just be a kind, empathetic human and say, what? What value can I add to someone else's life? And if you surround yourself with those types of people, their currency is the same thing. It's the exchange of value. And the system yeah. always works out when you get into that world. But the only way that the system keeps on getting bigger is people doing that, taking action, and actually delivering on those words.
1: That's funny that you say that because I say gratitude is a universal currency. Mm-hmm. And like that. that is another way to, to circle it back around. if we. Think about money, the way we spend money. And, you know, you've heard of when your friend has a a business and people won't invest or they think that's too expensive or, hey, because it's your friend, you want a discount. And the way we look at money sometimes, if you're grateful about paying your bills instead of being upset that you have a bill or that something came in unexpected, be grateful about the fact that maybe you have the funds to do it. And and trust me, the universe will pay itself forward over and over and over again. So being grateful, again, also staying in gratitude, you know, over small things, it doesn't have to be big things. It can be small things. If you're like that, then you'll realize too that shift, like you said, the value that circulates. And it really does have to do with that. It's within ourselves. What are we doing to take care of ourselves in here? Right, they can project outward, and like you said, when you help somebody out, it really it's it's a give and take because it makes you feel good too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. You are amazing, and um, you sound like a remarkable mom. Keep on uh, <laughs> just teaching him the the right things. I mean, that's super priceless. It's funny as a kid, you don't realize those things. You're like, ah, oh, parents are such a pain in the ass. da da da. At least in the teenagers, maybe teenagers, right? But and then you grow up, and you're like, wow. I'm so grateful for the fact that I had someone in my life, whether it be a grandparent, a friend, a parent, whatever figure right in your life you as you age, you just become very grateful for those things. So keep it up. I'm sure he's extremely grateful already where. I mean, first off, thanks for sharing your wisdom. Thanks for sharing your story and your message. I think a lot of people are going to find value in this. Where can people find you? And for those interested in your services, too, you know, where can they engage with the the gold standard accounting and tax?
1: Um, They can find me at Damari Gold on Instagram, or they can go to DamariGold.com. Right now, actually, I have um, a course called Entrepreneurship 101, where I talk about all of the business basics and fundamentals of taxation, business structure, everything you need to know that nobody teaches. So I I call it. it Entrepreneurship 101, the shit you really need to know.
0: Love the title too. That makes (laughs) it.
1: And so I go through different, I teach about forms as well. So as an entrepreneur, we need to know about forms. And again, nobody teaches us. So best practices, saving on taxation, um, keeping like... What's tax deductible for a business and business structures and learning about forms? So, I plan on expanding the Entrepreneurship 101. But if you are new to entrepreneurship or thinking about starting a business or already started a business, great course for you.
0: I love it. And I'm going to link this in the show notes too. So, all of you can Mm -hmm. easily access this sign up. I know a ton of listeners actually have side hustles or are starting a business or thinking about it. So this sounds right up your alley. Please check it out. Uh, Thanks again for, for joining and thanks so much for sharing all of your wisdom today. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive into financial freedom with Damari Gold. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Motivated underscore Mind and on Facebook at The Motivated Mind Podcast. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. Listening. The Motivated Mind is a mindset production.